0: Thank you. Welcome back to the Teach for Endurance podcast. I know, I know, it's been a while since my last episode, but, you know, things have been kind of weird and crazy uh, in our world today, so been really busy, but I'm excited to get back and get this one rolling. Today I have a guest that epitomizes the notion of endurance. Uh, Remember, enduring means to survive, to thrive, to move forward regardless of the challenges we may be facing. So I'm very proud to welcome Tony Petrito to the show. Tony is one of the most highly respected coaches in the state of Michigan and has been part of the great sport of football for a better part of his life. I've had the honor of coaching with him for the past four years. In fact, if it weren't for the great respect I have for him as a coach and more importantly as a person, I probably would have retired from coaching by now. Tony graduated from Bishop Foley High School with the class in 1982. Uh, He then played four years of football at Alma College, Then he was the assistant coach at U of D Jesuit High School uh, between 1989 and 1992. Uh, A little interesting side note, he was their coach when I suffered the injury that ended my football playing days. Um, I was on the opposite team. His journey then took him to Bishop Foley, where he was an assistant head coach in 1993. He then became the head coach at Bishop Foley High School from 1994 to 2002, and finally, He became the head coach at Rochester Adams High School in 2003, where he remains to this day as both coach and a teacher. During this time, Adams won a state championship in Division II in 2003, and they were regional champs in 2003, 2004, and 2005. Petrito was named uh, Regional Coach of the Year in 1997, 2003, 2004, and 2005. In 2003, he was named Division II Coach of the Year, and as icing on this proverbial cake with this illustrious career, Tony was inducted into the Michigan High School Coaches Hall of Fame in 2019. Most importantly, he has a beautiful family with his wife and his pillar of strength, Sean, along with their five wonderful children. So Tony, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today, so let's get down uh, to it with some of the questions that I was looking forward to asking you. Uh, are there any key moments in your life which have shaped who you are?
1: Oh, for sure. I think uh, the most significant moment is when um, I got married to my wife. I was definitely life-changing because she has been a huge source of motivation for me. She had me steps outside of my comfort zone a little bit. And that's when I first became a head coach, much with her encouragement. Um, and I expound just being out of the classroom, but having the courage to have confidence in myself to be a head coach. So for me, that was a huge deal. And then I think a failure was definitely one of the things that molded me. When I first got out of college, I went to the uh, private sector as a salesman for several years, and I made a lot of friends and um, had a lot of fun, but didn't really sell very much. I wasn't really good at going for the jugular with people. It just wasn't my personality. I didn't know how to ask the question right. Um, And it was that failure that drove me to my real passion, which is teaching and spending time with close family, friends, and kids. And and those two things put me where I
0: am today. That's aw- that's awesome. Now I don't I don't know this. I was curious. Where did you meet your wife?
1: Believe it or not, I have zero game. So <laughs> this was an arrangement. Actually, um, my best friend in college, who I played ball with at Elma, um, is married to Sean's older sister. Um, she's ten oh. years older than her, and they invite us both over for dinner. And there you. Um, go. I didn't have the courage after one time. So second time got a little better, and then we played basketball the next day. And that's when I asked her out for the first time. So, awesome. yeah, I'm really smooth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, what's something that causes you uh, fear or anxiety? And why do you think that holds such power over you? Uh,
1: without question, I do not want to disappoint my family. And more importantly, um, not being able to give them what I really want to give them uh, does scare me a little bit, especially with them being in school and really dependent on us and most especially me at this point. So... Um, when I got sick this uh, summer, my greatest fear was who's going to take care of those kids and take the pressure off my wife. So I guess my role as a dad and husband and making sure I do a good job is, is what is my greatest fear of not being able to do that.
0: Okay. So it drives you in. It also can create that anxious feeling. All right. uh, what do you think is one of your... Well, I'll split it. What do you think one of your greatest strengths is that you bring to the table as a football coach?
1: Well, you know, I... I guess at this point, perspective. Um, And I wouldn't have answered that question the same way a year ago, to be honest with you. I think that you need to be self-aware and be willing to change as you gain life experience. You can't always do things the same way, even though it may have worked before. Um, So for me, I think being a lifelong learner in the sport and being able to learn from my assistant coaches and my players even is the key um, for me as a coach. So I think at this point my greatest strength is not being closed-minded which i was for a long long time and that's just not a great way to be
0: (laughs) well we all I, i would i would say i i follow that i did that for a long time myself so how about in the classroom uh as a teacher what do you think is one of your greatest attributes that if i was a student sitting in there well when we're allowed back in school what would what do you bring to the table as a teacher
1: well to be honest with you i i don't think we give kids enough credit so i think sincerity um, if I could choose one attribute for me is I sincerely enjoy what I'm doing and I sincerely enjoy my curriculum and I sincerely enjoy my time with the kids. Kids are smart. If they see that you're going through the motions or you don't truly believe what you're saying or doing, you're going to get nowhere. I mean, the message is the message. I mean, curriculum's curriculum is curriculum. a lot of people smarter than me. But if you're authentic in what you're saying, and how you're saying it, they'll buy in. And I think you got a chance to get in somewhere. So
0: sincerity for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, they can they can smell uh someone dialed it in a mile away and they will eat you alive in the process if you <laughs> are dialing it in. Tell me about a time uh, uh you had to I took one of the chapter titles here from the book Just Keep Swimming in Your Life. So basically this sucks, but I don't have any other option. I need to you know push okay. forward.
1: Um for sure, um when I was at the crossroads professionally and you know, I had I'd made some decent money as a sales guy, and I was doing okay. And it just was bringing no gratification to me, you know. And I wasn't doing like I always want to be the best at what I'm doing. I guess I'm kind of an egomaniac when it comes to that. I'm inherently competitive, <laughs> and it was hard not being the best. I mean, I really struggled going to those meetings and not being number one. So I had to keep swimming. When I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to school, get my endorsement, and and do what I really was meant to do. That was an uphill battle because it was a financial strainer on my. On my life in every possible way. You can imagine leaving the private sector to go to education, and not only that, paying for graduate credits and certification processes. So for me, that was an uphill battle, and I'll never take for granted what I have because I how hard it was to get where I am.
0: Oh, that's yeah. No, I, I you did tell me about, I forgot all about the the, the sales in your life before. I, that completely slipped my mind. To me, you were always been a teacher. Now that I remember that, I'm like, <laughs> what? Um, this will be, I don't know, this might be tough for you. I'm looking forward to this one. You're uh, 16 again. Yeah. And you got lots more hair. Uh, would you want to be on your team at Adams football? Um, yes. For one very simple reason, the
1: culture that most importantly, the staff has created for our kids. Um, I'll tell you, I'm just a part of that. Um, I think that our kids have such a more, uh, valuable experience where they play a lot or they don't than what I would experience as a player. And I played every down, both ways, special teams. And even then I think I would rather be on a team like ours. And I say ours meaning coach McBrown and you and coach Bosley and, and all the Jamie and all those guys. I would, I love trusting my own children to people like that. I think that they're all winners in their own way. They're competitive in their own way. Um, so in that instance, I think I would like it. Yeah. I think, I mean, you want to be humble about this, but again, I'm taking a very small percentage of that credit. Being around those kind of men is something I wanted for my. I got to experience that with my kids, and and you know what that means. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Well, I can. I mean, I would play for uh, that program because we were talking about this uh, the other night. Actually, my family and I at the dinner table it came up, and the the characteristics of what makes up the coaching staff. That's what came up. They wanted to know what's what's Mac like, what's Tony like, what's what's Schmitty's play in this and all that, And everyone has their, there's such distinct personalities, but when it all comes together, it, it really works well. So um, I think you already answered this one. So, but I'll ask it, would you say, can you remember a time in your life when you needed to expand your horizon and some, try something completely new? Uh, I think you mentioned or alluded to that with football. So, so yeah, go with that. What. When did you expand your football beliefs?
1: Well, when I left Bishop Foley, um, my little pond there, we competed against the biggest and the best. We were the smallest school and we were the underdog. And I came into a situation with all of these players and all of these resources. And um, at that time, I I was really, really, really strict. Like if I saw a kid in the hallway drinking a pop, I would go ballistic on them um, and say, what are you doing? It's football season. You shouldn't be drinking pop. Um, We had to wear the same kind of socks. We had to, you know, it was just I micromanaged everything about their personalities and what they did. I tried on and off the field to the point where I think it was a hindrance. We were successful because they were great players and I had a great staff. But I think over time, allowing kids to be themselves and more comfortable in their own skin has been a huge change for me. Letting go a little bit like we don't have to have the same socks on. We don't have to, you know eat what you want for the most part and, and, and not micromanage everything and let kids be kids. It's more fun. It's more fun for me. I'm not
0: fighting small battles that don't really matter that much. That's, and that I would assume it takes a lot off your, even though you don't know it at the time, it takes a lot off your shoulders as well. You know, you're already busy enough, but when you're worrying about what would you say those small battles, yeah. it just compounds on everything else. So I think,
1: I think in our life sometimes when we try to, to put too many rules for ourselves, you find yourself so busy trying not to break the rules, you don't accomplish anything.
0: That's a good point.
1: So you got to give yourself a little bit of an out and understand the big picture.
0: That's, that's a good point. Now, I'm going to make this one more difficult for you because I know who, well, I think I know who it'd be. It cannot be your wife because we know that you love her dearly as you should. But who is someone other than your wife that truly has earned your respect in your life and why?
1: Well, you know the answer. Um, you know, Martin McBrown is one of the most humble, selfless really bright guys you ever want to meet. Um, And I I think in terms of his ability to really push people and be incredibly competitive and intense, and yet still uh, people admire and love him, they'll do anything for him. And he can actually absolutely undress a player or a student, which he doesn't really do with students too much, but a player. And at the end of the day, they know it's because he loves them and he wants them to be great. Some people that come with that edge that he has don't have that. And he has credibility because the kids know no one works harder. No one's more sincere or authentic, those those words, again, than him. Um, and I really admire him for his ability to, A, be humble and not ever try to take praise for himself. He defers it every single time without exception, which I find rare in today's society. Uh, and his ability to really, really be himself. Like, he hasn't changed for anybody, and nor will he. Um, and his ability to not compromise his standard with his players and his fellow coaches is quite admirable.
0: He is a smart guy. We call him the mad professor, Nick Marlin, because he is the smartest guy in the room at all times. At least when I'm there, he is. Uh, I think I know this one, but I'll, I'll defer it to you. What is one of the greatest breakdowns you've had in your life? And, you know, whether, you know, when you exercise, I'm thinking of when you run, you're going to get injuries. Probably mm-hmm. if you get a flat on a bike, if whatever, what's probably the biggest breakdown that you've had.
1: Wow. That's a tough one. Um, Cause there's been several. Um, I think ultimately for me, the last year I was at Bishop Foley, we were one and eight and we, you and I have talked about this before, but it's one of the most fun years. In fact, I, I grew to love so many of those players because of how they handled the scenario and how much they loved playing the game, even though we weren't very good and I didn't do a great job winning games with that team. Um, that was really hard to be one and eight. You know, me, I'm kind of nuts when it comes to that stuff. Clearly I, I do have perspective now, but I really wanted to win. And then having to walk into an interview at Rochester Adams with a team that's been incredibly successful and have to sell strangers the idea that I was better than one and eight because I'm bigger than one in eight. Um, and that was really, really hard because we're taught to be humble, not brag. So I had to find a way to spin that yeah. and be sincere in my belief in
0: myself. And that was a major hurdle. That is, you know, that is hard. I, one of my things in coaching, because we came off a season uh, this past season that wasn't anywhere near as successful as we've had. And it, what hits me is I, it's not really the numbers of the, of the record. It's I want the kids to enjoy being there. And in my head, this could be completely wrong, but in my head, I'm worried that unless we're winning, they're not going to want to be there with us. So I kind of put, and that's probably not even remotely accurate. They enjoy being together and so forth, but that's, I hear where you're coming from because you want them to enjoy it and have fun. And winning seems to be a little more fun in the process, but uh, so that kind of leads into that. We're almost there. You've been, you're hanging in there with me. I will argue this to the end if you have one side to it. So I'm gonna see what you say. Is perfection possible?
1: No, I don't think it is. Because once it's attained, then what's what's driving you? Um, and perf- I think perfection is an ideal. I don't think it's a reality. Um, there's a lot of really close to being perfect people, but the fact that we're flaws what makes us great. Um, that's true for teams. It's true for whether you're training for a triathlon. Um, if you if you post a personal best and you know you can never beat it, do you ever want to do another race? Yeah. Like I, I don't necessarily. I mean, it's kind of philosophical, but I, I'm I'm quite aware that. If you're not striving perfection you're really why are you doing it for one but it's not really attainable because i always think there's got to be a way to
0: do it better or be better at what you do and how you do it absolutely and that's the to me i agree i it it, it, it it's not if you tr- strive to reach that perfection that i don't think exists not only will you not have the drive um I think you're going to be in for a, a rough ride because it's not there. You're always going to be trying to find, I call it, what's a Theodore Roosevelt's quote, uh, the uh, thief of, or comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. So if you're looking at the team that you wish you were, or you're looking at the teacher you wish you were, or the dad, you went, whatever, that's leading you nowhere. So, and I'm interested here because I don't know this answer. What's something that if people knew this about you, they'd understand you as a person much better. Wow. Oh, um, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve.
1: So I don't think necessarily I'm an enigma to many people. Um, uh, but that's a really, really hard question. I'm trying to think of something about me that I wouldn't understand and see visibly. Um, man, this is the first time you stymied me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? I'll be honest. Okay, I'm really gonna dig deep here for a minute. Yeah. Believe it or not, part of what drives me is, is my inherent insecurity. Um, which is really hard for me to admit to, mm-hmm. um, because you try to come off as confident and humble, and you try to be all of these things to people. But ultimately, you're constantly try. I'm trying to please people and solve problems. It's my nature. Mm-hmm. So I think some some of what drives that is my insecurity that I want people to perceive me as someone who can't do it. Um, I know that sounds kind of weak, but I guess that's kind of a reality for me.
0: Yeah, that's and. In- we all have it and the fact that you know it shows the strength that you have to even uh, to share it, but we all have those masks, whatever, and we're always wondering what other people you know think about us. that's what I, I, I love sometimes about when we're coaching in high school. I always used to I tease my uh, Bosley. I like having the headphones on not because I can talk to someone in the uh, in the booth, but it's because I don't hear what people are saying in the stands behind me and that, cause it does, it affects you and, it, and it, it can, it can sting. All right. Uh, we're to the flip the script part and you don't have to, but is there anything now that I've grilled you that you would like to ask me?
1: Well, well, that's a good, that's interesting. Right, I'm going to ask you this. Okay. I said, okay. what drives you to swim with sharks and do all those things to put your body through hell? What's truly the intrinsic thing in you, in
0: you, That makes you
1: want to challenge yourself that way.
0: Because I don't understand Uh, it. (laughs) (laughs) Most people don't, uh, uh, including my wife. But uh, she is learning to understand when. uh, So I just want to do as much as I can with the time that we got. It's not infinite here, what we got. This isn't a sitcom and we don't get a return to syndication. You know, losing my mom when I was in eighth grade, losing my dad when I was a freshman in college. You know, I basically raised myself from eighth grade on. Um, and I saw how quickly it all can be taken away from you. So my intrinsic is I want to show my kids, my four kids that if you want something, just go get it. And it sounds cliche, but cliches are cliche because they're actually pretty accurate. And, uh, you get A to B what you do inside that time is up to you. And I want to do as, as much as I can. Um, and that's really it. And the only, the second intrinsic is I tried to think of the craziest way that I could bring attention to uh, children in need because I don't like seeing that. So kids with autism or leukemia. So I always raise money and awareness for kids in any of the races. And I always say if a kid can, can make it through leukemia or autism, then 52 degree water in San Francisco, which really isn't that big a deal. <laughs> because they go through far more, so that's kind of why I, you know, I do that. And uh, plus, I am a little bit crazy. That's, you are accurate on that. But um, all right, we're going to finish with this or that. Okay. See how compatible you and I are. Pizza or hamburger? Pizza. <laughs> Rock or wrap? Rock. Mash Mashed taters or baked? Baked. Oh Sorry. I know this answer. Run or pass. run (laughs) a beach or a snowy mountain beach wealth or health health no brainer love or respect
1: greatest power in the world is love no question
0: neither one of them is going to end up where it wants to go but driver or wedge (laughs) (laughs) go along baby I'm a driver guy and this is the most important one Beatles or Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones. Oh, sorry, dude, I, uh, there's, a little bit more,
1: there's a little more southern funk in the They there. got their blues background. I can't let that go. Muddy Waters, I Buddy. Know. I know. I get it. I get it. Well, there's, I, a, there's a rhyme to that. That's not just a superfluous answer. That I I, meant
0: something. <laughs> I well, I I I I love them both, but to me. It's it's always the Beatles. It'll always be the Beatles because without them, there is no stones. There is no Zeppelin. There is, But I get there. Stones have some good stuff. I, I agree with you. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time. And uh, as you know, I respect you greatly. And um, again, thank you so much, Mr. Petrito. Tony, we had a, a great time. Awesome. i do anything for you. You know that. All right. You have a wonderful day. And with that, my Endura crew, uh, we're out of here for today. I want to thank Tony again for taking the time out of his day to hang out with us, uh, to share his thoughts, his feelings, uh, his honesty. Remember, endurance is action, and success is often connected to the actions that we take. So take action and whatever it is you might be striving for. Go ahead and make your mistakes, because you know we're going to make plenty. But do not quit. That, my friends, is never an option.